Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter, that is Matt. We talk about movies on this show. And this week we have a sequel, we have a new sequel to talk about. We have Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, unfortunately, Connor couldn't quite make this. He didn't get a chance to see the movie in time. He was hoping to join us for this because he did the first one with me uh, on an influx recently and he'd never seen that before. But uh, here we are. It's going to be us too. This ain't a three-man rig. This is a two-man. Neural handshake is solid. So We are so not drift compatible. What are you no, talking about? <laughs> we are so not. Uh, so... Let, let's, be, let's be real though. If if we were characters in this world, you'd be in the main command. I'd be out in a Jaeger, just fighting things. Cause that's my natural setting, you know. Yeah, yeah. If if, if anything, you're the dude who dies uh, in Act Two to sell the stakes. Probably. Yeah, he goes what, goes reckless. Yeah. Yeah. So I got this by myself, and clearly I don't. But I'm not any better. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I can do it. I can I can pilot a Jaeger by myself. Two yeah. steps, blackout. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he gave me two, a step and a half. But hey. Yeah. but hey, so so yeah, Pacific Rim of course was a movie about giant monsters called kaiju coming out of uh, the Pacific Rim, uh, hence the title of the movie. And uh, the 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 world built giant robots called Jaegers to fight against them, and it was a big schlocky B movie, bit of nonsense, and it was good fun. Uh, some people shit on it, some people don't like it. Uh, I like Pete. it a lot for what it is. Pete, Pete, how, how do you think I feel about the first one? Oh, you probably think it's like top ten of all time. Have you given your taste? Not a lot of all time, <laughs> but uh, it's a movie I feel like I should watch more. But it's a movie that I loved enough that I bought a shirt. Uh, oh, yeah. as the one that I'm wearing. I yeah, um, I hadn't seen it since the year it came out when we did the influx. Yeah. Uh, well, we we put it up a few weeks ago we actually recorded that in January for, for reasons oh, I won't get into wow. but we, we recorded it in advance but when I watched that again I I was like oh is this going to hold up is this going to not work now like that you know for a repeat viewing I'm happy to say that a few years later the first one did hold up for me just for, for what I liked yeah. it for it held up yeah I, I hadn't watched it I mean I'd watched bits and pieces here and there I hadn't watched it all the way through since uh, the year it came out so some of the stuff I was way more okay with Back when it came out, uh, there's certain dialogue and certain actions that I'm just like, oh, that's rough. Oh, wait, but he's fighting a giant shark monster? I'm fine. Tonight, we are cancelling the apocalypse. He's so good. I just Elba. He just Elba, I know. Uh, yeah. So, this is a sequel. Uh, this is set 10 years later. Uh, John Biega is the star. He does play the Idris Elba's son in this movie, which everyone predicted because it just because in the trailer he, he's given a speech at one point. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Br- British black guy giving a speech. He's clearly going to yeah. be Elba's son in this. Come on now. Yeah, although you know the the first one had fun names like uh, Idris Elba was Stacker Pentecost, mm-hmm. and now his name's just Jake Pentecost. And I was like, all right, cool last name, but could have gave him a cool. You know, I'm, I wasn't really fussed about that. Matt. Um, well, so, it's not a breaking point, but you know, Stacker Pentecost is a comic book name. You know, like yeah. Jake Jake Pentecost is a guy that I know that works at the grocery store. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, so the first one was a Del, Del Toro movie, of course, and then this one mm-hmm. is Stephen S. Knight has done this, uh, who of course is notable. He he did show run at least one or two seasons of Daredevil. And, of course, he was also a staff writer on the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, And I believe he... Something something him and Andrew Goddard, they worked together. Was that on Buffy? No, no. Oh, yeah, they both worked on Buffy, but I think they both worked on... They both worked on Daredevil. And Daredevil as well. Because I I remember Goddard leaving to do... That uh, was only... Season one, though, I think. I think Drew Goddard left to do other things uh, pretty quickly. In fact, I think he left before it even went up, out. Like, yeah. I, I think he was there when it, they were working on it, but he left before they finished, yeah. I think. So so, so I, I like Del Toro, but uh, out of all the movies, I'm pretty sure Pacific Rim is my favorite of his uh, because it's the most for me. It's, you know, robots fighting monsters. Uh, so him, him not coming back for this, I wasn't broken up about, you know, because let, let's see what other people do and the fact that Steven S. Tonight did the first season of Daredevil which I'm a big fan of only only appealed to me even more yeah yeah, I, I was I was curious to see what he would do with a big movie because I, I don't think he's done any movies no? before not, not directed them anyway 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I was curious to see how that would play out. Obviously, we're starting spoiler-free. We'll give you warning in the middle somewhere before we go into spoilers, as per usual. Uh, so, ten, ten years later, uh, one of the things that I didn't really know about this going in was who some of the other characters were, and I was actually delighted quite early on that we've got a wisecracking kid who is a bit of a oh. mechanic. Uh, I was like, oh, cool, I'm, I'm liking this this, this sort of yeah. tactic here. But so it's ten years after the, the one at the end of the first movie, so male spoilers for the first movie, they won. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the idea is that now, like, there's still Jaegers, but, like, there's people who try to make their own illegal Jaegers, and that's kind of where we start. Uh, Jake, who's Boyega's character, is kind of like a down and out. He's, he's kind of, like, living in the slums, and he, he's he's basically yeah. just battering and stealing things to make by, because he, he doesn't he's want to... He's a smuggler. He's a yeah. rogue. Yeah, he's a yeah, rogue. He's, there you go. That's, that's a good word for it. Complete opposite of his dad, who's this honorable, you know, marine commander. Because he he squats in half of a mansion, half of because yeah. like, the skeleton of a kaiju is like halfway through this mansion, but he squats in the other half. Let me let me just say, I love that in this world they don't. There's no Jaeger cleanup crew. They just leave the bodies wherever they land, like. Uh, well, they, they kind of touch on that in the first one that you know they, well, they sell parts. But the, the mention actually even here uh, in the opening is he's describing what the world's like now ten years later. Yeah. He said he says that some of the coastal cities got abandoned and that's why they're not yeah. cleaned up because then that's why they can squat whatever they want. Uh, yeah. But uh, so that's kind of the setup, and of course, lo and behold, he gets brought back into it. I actually want to give the trailer some credit because I feel like even though the trailers did tell me there was going to be a Jaeger versus Jaeger fight, implying mm-hmm. there was an evil Jaeger, or someone evil controlling a Jaeger in yeah. the movie. I think I was surprised at how much of the movie it was before we even got to like actual kaiju. Because it it, it yeah. it's is a lot of this, who is this evil Jaeger? Who's behind this? And yep. that is a big chunk of the movie. And I think f- for there, I think we're going to, we'll leave spoilers. Well, actually, I'll just say that Boyega's kind of, not really befriends, befriends is not the right word, but he, get, he gets kind of caught up with this kid, Amara. And yeah. she becomes a new cadet at the the, the training facility for the Jaegers. And he's almost a, a reluctant mentor yeah. to her. And yeah. he he sort of tags along. He he's kind of there by force, and that's kind of the setup for the movie. Uh, so we we got the young cadet characters. We got like mm-hmm. Boyega's character as well as someone who used to be his co-pilot in the Jaegers, yeah. uh, played by Scott Eastwood. Uh, and they've got this kind of like sort of they were friends, but there was a bit of a rivalry, and there's this whole thing going on. So that's the kind of yourself, the characters. Uh, the scientists are back from the first movie. Charlie Day yep. and Burn Gornum are back as their characters, which is good because they were very likable in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the gist, really, of the of the movie. So I guess I'll ask the question, Matt. Did you enjoy Pacific Rim Uprising? Oh, I enjoyed it more than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> this was like Power Rangers last year. My wife looks at me. She goes, you need to calm down. Uh, just... If if a ten year old me could make a movie, this is the movie he would make. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it a fair bit as well. Again, for what it is, and I feel like I have to always clarify that with these specific rim movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. I, I think it does what it's doing pretty well. Uh, I think I'd say the first movie is maybe tighter from a an overall standpoint in terms of structure mm-hmm. and direction, but I think this movie. Has actually, even though I do think one of my complaints of the movie is that it maybe could have been longer to flesh out a few of the characters a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I do think I like the characters overall more in this one. I, I, did, I, I definitely I, agree. I, I like Belega. I love I love Amara. I think Amara is great. Like she's she's like you know this, even, this, she 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 builds a small Jaeger by herself mm-hmm. called Scrappy out of scrap parts of other Jaegers. She's yeah. like this little badass. It's great. Uh, her fighting with him is great and like all that stuff. Yeah, even the secondary characters like Scott Eastwood, I felt were a little more fleshed out than, you know, uh, Charlie Hunnam's character in the first one, who was kind of all mood and attitude. Yeah, because I like the scientists in the first one who are back, obviously. I like mm-hmm. Idris Elba. I wasn't yeah. super hot on uh, Charlie Day or the Australian guy who's like didn't like Hunnam. him. You know, like you know those characters. Yeah, you oh, said Charlie Day. Oh, sorry. Well, he's also in yeah, the movie, yeah. so. Yeah, but you liked him, so they yeah, I liked him. Yeah, liked the scientists that weren't hot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charlie, Charlie Dunham, yes, yes. There's too many Charlies in the movie. There is. Uh, but, but, that's, yeah, but yeah, so. and even uh, Rinku, uh, her character, Makamori, or is it Mori? Yeah, no. Oh, Japanese names. Oh, she's called she's called Mako. She's Mako. Yeah, Mako. You know, uh, I, I liked her character a lot in the first one, and, and she pops back in here. Yeah, she's uh, back which, to Which I'm glad that they didn't, you know, they didn't build the trailer around her, you know. Um, so, not that I was surprised that she showed up, but I was happy to see her there. Because I uh, thought, like, well, the only they characters ad- coming back were the scientists. They addressed the fact that 
because this is one of the things get into the movie. I was like, wait, if he's if he's Elba's son, then like, why was that not mentioned in the last movie? Because that would make her his sister. Because she cause she was taken yeah. in as his daughter. So it was like, and I like that the first time you see them in this movie, it's like, no, no, we are kind of brother and sister. They bring that up, they address it, and they're like, okay, right, so you're yeah. dealing with this. He's thing. like, oh yeah, that's my big sister. Yeah, so so that's that's cool. Uh, so I, I like the characters. Uh, I, I think a lot of the robot fights, the, the Jaegers are a lot more distinct. They all have bright different colours. Yeah. A lot of the fights are taking place during the day this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that was one of your, your big quibbles about the, the first one, that everything was too dark. And um yeah a lot of it was like I, I loved the hong kong fight in the first one i thought the underwater yeah. stuff towards the end was a bit more murky and it was like yeah. like it would it killed them to have one scene in the daylight with the jaegers and the yeah. kaiju and here they're predominantly i think all the yeah. fights are in the daylight uh and so, they have they have yeah they have fun with it and it, it does feel like it builds up to this almost power rangers-esque okay it's the third act it's time for the monster fight you know it's uh, like, i could almost hear the villain say make my monster grow right uh, so like that definitely is, it comes into play during so, that last act. Uh, and then the kids, too, with the cadets. I didn't know, because it, like you talked about the trailer covering yeah. up a lot of the story. I didn't realize how the cadets were going to factor in, so it kind of gave it this weird... Even even Harry- Amara's character, who's clearly the main yeah. one, who we know and we were really connected to her. Like I feel like I didn't really get a sense of her in the trailer at all. And then, But you've got this whole team of cadets, so, which is, I think one of my complaints would be is I wish we got an extra 10 minutes just to spend more time with them to, so that I really knew who they all were by the time we got yeah. to the last act. But, but, like, if this was a comic series, I definitely would like it on them and their training and then... You know, the first time they face a kaiju, that'd be all really cool. But you can't do that in a, an hour and whatever. Although so. I do have to, I do have to laugh actually that we had kids, and obviously by the end of the movie, the kids were yeah. going to have to be used in some way yep. uh, in the the big fight. And I laugh because I always criticize anime because they always find an excuse for it to always be teenagers who are doing all the yep. big mech stuff. And I kind of laugh because the movie kind of does that here as well. Yeah. But you know, it's whatever. I, but I like the kids well enough that and that I was I was on board, so it was fine. Uh, yeah, it gave it a, a like an X Men like Power Ranger kind of Harry yeah. Potter vibe, where you had these kids that are doing stuff kind of on their own under the nose of of the adults. And so it's funny. I, I was worried before I seen it because I saw the reviews weren't great, but then I, then I remembered the reviews weren't great for the first one either, and I still no. loved it. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, I guess it, it's definitely one of those films that I will give passes to because it's right in my wheelhouse. Like I understand the flaws with it, and I'm not gonna argue like. This should be everybody's favorite movie. Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing. I think some people are far too harsh on it. I think I'm seeing people, anyone who thinks that this is in the same level as Bay's Transformers movies are, are blind. Get out of here. They're, they're not, they're, they're witnessing the wrong things. This, this is a fairly competent, like set of characters, a structure, this? A, a core story that it kind of does. Is like, it's not like science, time, or, or, that's a oh. bad word to use, but a movie. It, it's not, yeah, it's not the most intricate. It's not the most deep. It's definitely not that. But for what it is, it has solid enough characters that have a solid enough yeah. little story that it, it kind of fits around it and it works. And it knows what it is, too. It doesn't try these big, huge things. And the, if there's a main theme, it's out of unity, which carries over from the first. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, that that's set up in the exposition dump and in, in the beginning of the first one. Like, all these countries that had issues with each other kind of put <clears throat> them away when giant monsters attack. And then... You know that carries over here. And that's actually one of the things that I'd I'd, I'd, say, I'd I would definitely say this is better than the first four. Is that I think when it starts, like the first one, it, the, that was such an info dump at the start of the first movie. But okay, yeah. so the day came, we built the machines, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Whereas this, it was more like okay, so here's just catching up what's happened since then, and yeah. it's like, and I like the world that dropped us into. It's like okay, so there's, there's the, yeah. the coastal defense force that have got Jaegers yeah. who deal with these things, and we've got this idea of people like you know, trading in, like, Jaeger parts and all these... Like, it, just, it, it felt like a world to me. I felt like I got like, yeah, a sense did. of what the world was. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I like that. And obviously, Blake is way better than uh, Dunham. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, Off yeah. the bat, like, he's way better. Yeah, yeah so. I agree. Uh, he's, he's got a super likable vibe to him. Uh, Boyega does that Hunnam didn't have Hunnam was all again I said it earlier he's all mood and, like, attitude. Yeah, he was, you look at it was blind. Boyega, he's, oh. yeah. Yeah, he's got a great comedic timing, even, you know, in scenes where he doesn't need it. He just, he can give a look, and it's one of my favorite things that he does in Star Wars. He brings some levity, so, and he does it here, too. bring up the Star Wars, didn't you just have to go there? Sorry. Oh, sorry I didn't bring up Attack the Block, which I'm not huge on, like everybody else. Oh, yeah, Attack the Block's better. (laughs) He's not, well, yeah, but he's not funny in Attack the Block. You know, I'd have to go back and watch. I guess it's been a while. Been a while. I can't remember if he's if yeah, he's funny yeah. or not in that. Uh, but uh, one thing I want to say because one of the complaints that Connor had when we reviewed the first one, mm-hmm. uh, 
just there is that he said he, he liked the main theme of the, mu- the, the, the the score, the music, right? The main theme. Yeah. But they overused it too much. And what was funny is in this one, they don't use it for like almost the whole movie. And then there's nope. just one moment where it kicks in and I grin like a madman. It was like, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that theme though. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. But- but yeah, they did. I noticed that they threw it in there in the first one, and I kept waiting for it in this one. And when it does pop up in Uprising, it's a fist pump moment. Oh yeah, it feels... it's, 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 obviously right. we can't say what it is, but there's a cut. Yeah. Someone says something, yep. and then it cuts to that music, and it's like yes, yep. so you feel. Yeah. And I think if you go into this with the if you, if you're if you grew up watching things like Power Rangers, if you grew up mm-hmm. uh, loving that stuff, and I think you can have a lot of fun with this. Um, I am seeing like I feel like we are going to be one of the most positive reviews of this movie on the internet yeah. because I see a lot of hate and the, you know just writing it you, off as dumb and, and it is you, a dumb you movie. Know, it, comparing it to Transformers, but you know I, I I used to go to bat for that first Transformers movie, but this just is so much more interesting. And Transformers is something I grew up with. This is just like. The versions first, of thing I grew up with, you know, first, like the, so it's weird. The first Transformers movie isn't terrible. It's not as bad as the rest of them. By far. it's easily the best yeah. one of the series, right? Yeah. But it's kind of it's it's as decent as it is in spite of all the things trying to hold it back. Whereas, I, yeah. and I feel like one of the big things with Michael Bay is that he is insultingly dumb with his movies. This is not yep. insultingly dumb. This is this yep. is a dumb big movie, but it knows it's a big dumb movie, and it's just here. Let's have fun, and let's have giant robots fighting monsters. Yep. There's, there's only so there's only so much seriousness you can have when your movie's about giant robots fighting giant yeah. monsters. I mean, we get a rocket elbow. Like that's that was in the first one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Well, that, it makes an appearance back in this one, too. Oh, sure. The well, scenes. here's something I like yeah. about the Jaegers as well, is they all had their own unique little powers as well. Yeah. Like, they, had, like, they all had their own weapon. We'll talk about them in spoilers. I'll let spoil what those yeah. are. But some mm-hmm. of those were pretty fun in the way they used them. Yeah, because we didn't get very many... I mean, there were four Jaegers in the first one, but we didn't get really to see what they could do. Nah, they all... They they all not so fast. Yeah, two, two of them just went down really quickly, and then, yeah, yeah that, was, that was basically it. Whereas here, it's like, okay, they've all got their own unique little thing. Uh, and that was kind of fun, uh, so so no, I I think like uh, this is what I said about the first one. If you like the idea of what Pacific Rim is, if giant monsters fighting giant robots sounds like something you would enjoy, you will probably like it. Yep. If you think that sounds stupid, you will hate it, and that's okay. Yeah. Just go watch something else. It's not for you. Yeah, the, the other things came out this weekend. I don't know if they are because I was only focused on. Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, so, uh, so, but yeah, yeah, like I wouldn't recommend this to my mother-in-law, who I who I say is a movie snob. Oh god, no. You know, like she would not enjoy that, and she'd be like, "Oh well, this is not my thing." So. Yeah, I, I think there's there's one. I I do have one big complaint with what it does with the story, but it's a full spoiler. It's full on spoiler, so we'll talk about yeah, the spoilers. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, my 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 spoiler free critiques you know at least for me because obviously i think other than it being big and dumb and not having like super deep depth like i don't think that is a critique in this sense because it is mm. what it is uh i would say that i would like a bit more time like i said to flesh out a few of the characters especially the cadets yeah. and like really let me get to know know them as a group beyond just kind of like amara and then who they are related to her um but the other one i'd say i say that the one extra character that i'm not even sure why they were there is uh, Adria Adjourner's character, who I knew she was in the... Uh, they did that Wizard of Oz TV show, like, a year and a half ago, and she was in that. Oh. Uh, Emerald City, okay. that's what it's called. Uh, it, yeah. it was there, they were trying to turn Wizard of Oz into a Game of Thrones-esque show. It, was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. very good. Well, but, they've tried that a bunch of times. They did the sci-fi version with Tin Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she, she's in this as a character who Boega and Eastwood both, like, have, have the hots for, right? Yeah. And... It just felt like it was a tacked on little element that didn't really need to, like I felt like their bonding kind of came from other things and yeah. it was there for like a little joke and it just kind of felt like you've basically created this character just for the guys to gawk at so I mean it's not the most sexist thing I've ever seen but it just it kind of felt like ah eh, this didn't need to be here this well, is just this. I, when she's first introduced I figured she was like a pilot or something and, and she was going to play a big her. part and then she's almost yeah. she's every single scene she's in it's either just to be like the random character at the side giving them like oh this mm-hmm. is happening on the base. Or yeah. she's there for the we both like her and we're fighting over yeah. thing. Now, luckily, they don't actually do it too often, which is why she feels really useless because she's only in maybe like a handful of scenes yeah. over the course of the runtime. So I'm not really sure what the point of that was. 
so I, I'd, I'd jettison that. That that to me is the closest it gets to doing any Michael Bay. In it. I mean, it's not as bad as what Michael Bay does, but it's no, just. Not, not, but it's not but it's the closest you can see it being the, the yeah. thing that's like yeah he he would be throwing more of that in. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bad uh, writing convention. Yeah, where it, almost like it it made it into the first draft and they just never took it out for whatever reason. You know, I guess they wanted to keep the actress there. I don't know, but yeah, she is kind of. I don't want to say useless because that seems harsh, but I like the actress well enough. She's fine, but it just yeah, it's she just doesn't have much to do. The the part's just kind of forgettable and not very like doesn't have anything. It's just, it's just you know, it's uh, but hey, so that 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 been the, the sort of that was sticking out the most to me, other than the the big plot thing they did that I thought was a terrible idea. Uh, but that's something for spoilers. So with that, I think we'll give the spoiler warning and we will start talking about spoilers for Pacific Rim Uprising. You have been warned. So I'm going to get the big negative out of the way. The thing I didn't okay. like, and I seen it coming, and I groaned when I realised they were about to do it, and it really upset me because it's, it's it's a typical sequel thing that always upsets me, and it's okay. when they take a character who was a main character in the first one and kill them in the first act, because yeah. as if they don't matter that much, like they're just here to motivate the rest of the movie. It always annoys me. It's it never feels right, and if, you know at first because obviously they're doing a presentation. The whole plot is that this company, the, the show company, and the you know the the, the head of that uh, show, Lehman Show. Lehman. She yeah. she of course is the one that we suspect might be the villain the whole movie, and we're sort of looking yeah. into her. But we'll get to that. But they're, they're doing this thing where she's going to introduce these uh, drone versions of uh, Jaegers that can be controlled remotely, and they're doing this big presentation in the city, and they've got like the. Uh, it's not Gypsy Dane, it's Gypsy, Gypsy, Gypsy Avenger. Avenger. No, yeah. Which, fun fact real quick, my dog that we got two years ago came with the name Gypsy. Hmm. And I've always kind of like, we tried to change it, it didn't go. Then I rewatched Pacific Rim and I was like, oh, my dog has the same name as the Jaeger. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm okay so with that So for two now. days, yeah, I called her Gypsy Danger. And then I saw Uprising and I was like, oh, now you're Gypsy Avenger. Oh, yeah, but not so, Yeah. So... So that's so that, that that's and so so the Eager's there and because you know we get to the point where it's like, okay, but Eager, do you want to be there to like back up your sister, back up everything that's going well, on? Well, it's part of like an honor guard showman thing. Because, yeah, yeah, the, it's just know, there for show. Yeah, it's the equivalent yeah. to having like a tank there to just like fire a shot off. Yeah, or or like a flyby from a jet. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. that. Uh, but then the evil Jaeger comes out the water and like we get like a Jaeger v Jaeger fight uh, in this like city. I love how it rockets up like it was sydney i believe i think it was australia we had this fight in uh, uh yeah i think it was uh, so jaeger v jaeger and basically you know gypsy avenger like they're, they're drawing around they're trying to like solve the problems they're just trying to save people and you know it, it targets his sister's helicopter and i'm like oh no they're going to do this and then then they caught the helicopter and i went oh okay oh they oh, they stopped it from hitting it but then we get the then it does it again and they go diving for it and i'm like oh god it's going to crash yeah. shit yep and, she, and you know, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, but I did sort of go, hey, I like Michael. She was like, she was way better than Dunham in the first one. I could have stood for her sticking around in some capacity, and yeah. she's just kind of gone. So that that bugs me. It made me groan, but... I just... It, it's a death that doesn't serve anybody. Like, we get, like, he's broken up about his sister, you know, but at the same time, it doesn't really do anything to push the story forward. So I mean, it feels cheap. Yeah, it's it's just there so he's got a personal vendetta to stick around for. Yeah. Um, which yeah. works well enough, but the problem with it is that it's just a pretty typical cliched reason to have him stick yeah. around. You know, that's, that's all it is. So, hey ho. Uh, but so you have that, and then of course they look into okay. So what was this tech? And it's actually they don't know for a while. They, they kind of try and look into where it maybe came from, and they go they go yeah. a, after this base, and we get the fight in the ice between the two Jaegers and yeah. all the rest of the thing. That was pretty fun too. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the powers we see early on, I say power, one of the weapons, I guess I should say, yeah. uh, the Gypsy Avenger has that's really cool. It has the swords from the first movie again. Yeah. It has the rocket punch, of course, uh, but it has this magnetic whip thing that like collects like cars and like they yeah. can like into a ball, and then they can nice. like throw this ball of cars at the enemy. Yeah, it's a magnet whip. I love yeah. it. Uh, uh, later on in the movie, of course, it magnets like buildings down onto the, the, the kaiju. I'm like, Jesus so, Christ. Look, real quick, let's talk about the destruction porn, which usually I'm so against. But in a movie like this, it's just part of the structure. Like, Well, so, well here's the thing. Like, they, they, they kind of treat it differently where they actually make a point of saying, oh, the city's been evacuated. It's fine. Just go for yeah. it. And at this point, it's like, this is more just like the, it's like a fighting video game and this is just the map. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. That's what it feels like. 
it, uh, you know, and it just, it, I feel like if they didn't knock any buildings down, it would have felt wrong. Mm. So the fact that they're throwing them into buildings and the Magna Whips collecting scraps of, of the building and cars and stuff to use, it's so cool. Like, if this yeah. was a video game, I would definitely play it. And you may all know I don't play video games. Yeah, oh. also, Phil points for the final big fight taking place in Tokyo because, of course, the birth of the kaiju, Godzilla, yeah. as I know anyway, uh, Tokyo. So Kaiju is, is a Japanese word, uh, you know, which, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, but in terms of what we use kaiju for in movies, we talk about yeah. uh, the giant monsters. But... Well, they come from, yeah, like you said, but in, uh, Japan was notably absent from the first movie. Yeah. Like, there was Hong Kong and, and Sydney and, and it, I think the cities. Yeah, was Hong, Hong Kong and Sydney were the main ones, I think. Uh, but he, yeah, here we, we had a little bit of uh, Hong Kong again. We had uh, obviously Sydney again, but we got Japan. Uh, and we got some of the uh, the the the, the West Monica. Coast, yeah, that, yeah. That's where the movie starts. Uh, so, so no, so, so you, you got all these things. But so it's a big fight in the ice, and then they open it up, and there's like, wait, there's like there's like kaiju brain controlling this. Isn't it a yeah. pilot? Uh, and we saw okay, and obviously, so that that's going on, and eventually, it's actually Amara who almost gets kicked out of the the training cadets yeah. because she actually, oh, she actually does get kicked out, but then obviously everything starts happening and just kind of need her. And it's like okay, come <laughs> back. They forget about it. Like, no, fine. you're back. You're reinstated. Uh, but she figures out, hey, I know the tech. Like, I I built my own Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Like that tech is a uh, shows. Like that that's her Jaeger. So in some way. Um, and it's like, okay, okay. Uh, so she becomes essential, of course, and we think she's the villain, and then we get the real twist of who the villain is. And it, it's actually kind of what people were predicting after the first movie, is where it was going to go. Um, but they but actually... That's good, though. That's good storytelling, you know, because they seeded it in the first one, and it paid off here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to a point. I mean, it could go either way, but I, I think what sells it for me in this movie is... That, so the, the twist, of course, is that Charlie Day's character is the villain because he went into the drift with the kaiju brain yep. he is he's been like drifting with it could be actually exactly. a scene where he's at home and he's got like yep. kaiju brain in a tank and he's like oh let's just do this baby and he's like you know well, and he says I, I forget who he says it to when he runs into them again oh you can finally come to my house and meet my girlfriend alice yeah and and then you find out that alice is this kaiju brain that he keeps in his it was just icky. Which is funny to me because that that one scene where he says you can come over and meet Alice implies to me that he's so delusional that he actually is, does want people to come over and meet his kaiju yeah. brain girlfriend. Yeah. But so 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 that's happening, and obviously the big twist is that he's the one who he's he's put all the and, and all these drones he's put the kaiju brains in. So yeah. the kaiju brains are controlling the 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 drones, and that's kind of what leads to the big action sequences towards the end, and yada yada yada, right. So and they 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 try to reopen the rift and that lets like three yeah, kaiju yeah. through which leads to the big final fight right and yeah. they actually shut down all the drones because Shao shows up and she's like no I'm not villain I want to help and she like helps yeah. shut down the drones right uh, and she actually becomes a bit of a hero as well by the end of the movie mm-hmm. so you got all that uh, Charlie's but the reason why I think the Charlie Day twist works really well is that it really sells the friendship between him and Gorman beforehand yeah. right and like you feel actually there's a moment where Gorman's like because Charlie Day works for Shao at this point right and, yeah. and Gorman's like okay we, we need to try and figure out like if, if this is her tech we need to figure out a way to disable it hey maybe maybe he'll know maybe Newt will know so he goes over to the base he's like I'm on a mission yes finally yes <laughs> yeah. I need to go to the field yeah so he goes over and he actually gets like he, he finds his buddy, he finds Newt, and they're in the elevator, and they have all these guards like arresting them, and they actually have a pretty decent little action sequence where they take out all the guards. And, yeah, yeah. And, and Gorman's whipping them with his cane, and... Yeah, Gorman takes out just... all but one. Gorman takes out yeah. everyone, except Charlie Day for just the whole time, he's just struggling yeah. with one guy. He's like, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, But after he gets okay. out, he hugs them, and it's this really sweet moment. So, two minutes later, when we find out that Charlie Day is the villain, you actually yeah. feel kind of bad, because... How, how this affects Gorman you're like ah, like it actually right. works better because you're emotionally invested in the two of them it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of it's almost impressive I'll say yeah. uh, so that, that well, was, and, I, and uh, I like that it set him up and that he's being corrupted by the aliens or the whatever they were from oh the yeah he's movie. he's not just evil like the the, yeah. the aliens who sent the kaiju are basically merged with his head they're in his head yeah and so, and, and everyone warned him about, you can't drift with the kaiju brain, it's too dangerous. Mm. You know, we barely can drift with people. So, 
you know, I like that there was some payoff here for that and, and how, you know, gave Charlie Day a little more to do in this one than he had in the first. And I'm always a fan of that because he's, he's secretly versatile when he's not being just, uh, is his name Charlie on Always Sunny? Yes, yeah. Yeah, okay. I also want to bring up here, uh, Charlie has a, a very meta joke. When he runs into Boyega for the first time, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I knew your dad. He was really good at speeches. Did you ever hear that one about canceling the apocalypse? I was like, Jesus Christ, that was so on the it nose. He kind of winks to the camera a little. like. But you know what? Was... I, I said this to Connor, actually, when I was talking to him about the movie. Is, uh, like, that line works because it's Charlie. Did anyone else, that line wouldn't work. Yeah. But coming no. from him, he just delivers the, the right energy. Yeah. That it doesn't matter. Yeah. It just makes sense. It works. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's, that's cool. Obviously, I mentioned the cadets. We see, we see that uh, Amara is sort of struggling to fit in. I love her yeah. intro. I love that, you know, Boyega's trying to, like, he's got these criminals that are, like, he owes these criminals money and they're going to kill him. Yeah. It's very rogue, Han Solo-esque. Where they're kind of like, yeah, they, uh, they, I was just going to say that. I'm yeah. glad you said it. Uh, and he's like, oh, this fallen. You'll have a power core. You'll have a power core from this. Yeah. Uh, but we find out Amara is the one who's stolen it, and she's got this little Jaeger in her like, base. And they, then, then the the cops, the defense force, show up because they've tracked this this power cell, and they followed yeah. by Jaeger, and she's pissed at him, and she gets into her Jaeger, a little Jaeger called Scrapper, and then he like, jumps into the cockpit as well. It's like, where's the other thing? It's like, oh, it's small enough, I, I can drive it myself because because you know, it's much smaller. It's only about. 20. It's like an eighth of the size. It it yeah. It doesn't go up to the knee of a regular size Jaeger. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like maybe twenty five, thirty foot, something like, something like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's actually in that. And Scrapper's little cool ability though is that it can ball up. It can roll up into a ball and it can roll. So we get a scene where the defense force calls in a Jaeger to like take care of this rogue Jaeger, this unlicensed Jaeger, and. It goes over quite a while where she keeps like basically outsmarting the big Jaeger by like rolling around yeah. them and going into buildings yeah. and she's more maneuverable and she can get around where the the Jaeger has to stop and turn and, and, and it's you, fun. You know it's going to end with them getting caught because that's going to like set the plot into motion, but it's really fun mm-hmm. while it lasts. And it really yep. made me grow to like her and like everything with like Boyega sticking up for her later on when they want to kick her out because she like snuck into the, 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 the you know the, the Jaeger yeah, the, she the she's good at what she does because she built her own rogue Jaeger. Yeah, and and it works real well. Like, and again, we we bring in Transformers, but I feel like this is kind of the Transformers movie we've always deserved. And it doesn't really transform; it just rolls up. But like the action sequences were fun when it would roll up like that. Oh yeah, it was always, so, it was always good. And of course, much like Chekhov's gun, uh, you know it's going to play a role at the end at some point, and it does, and mm-hmm. it's a really fun way it comes in at the end as well, because yep. uh, it, it combines with Shou having her hero moment, because Shou controls yep. it remotely, she like upgrades it to be controlled remotely, and she controls yep. it to come in and help with the final fight, and it's, it, it does yep. end up, ends up doing a lot of cool little things, it ends up saving the day, so yep. it's really cool, it's like the, the, the little you know Jaeger that could, essentially, yeah. uh, I like it's that. Really nice addition to, man, see, I wish... See, I don't know if we're going to get a sequel. I don't know how well this is doing as we're recording. Um, but I would love a comic series. Like we, we love comics. We, we host a comic podcast. Like This is something I would read every month for sure. This world. I really enjoy it. Uh, and seeing more, especially of the cadet characters, like yeah. I mentioned earlier. And we could have Scrapper pop in there for, for little fun jaunts and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, so, so so the big thing is, is that but during the, the big drone attack, when Charlie's revealed to be evil, and then they <laughs> shut it all down, but by then it's too late, three three kaiju have gotten in, and they're heading, they figure out they're heading towards Japan, because they want to, like, because Gorman was working on this thing, it's like to deploy the Jaegers quicker, was to give them basically jetpacks yeah. to fly in really quickly. Yeah, like, basically, uh, that are on the uh, space shuttle, that launches yeah. space shuttle into space, but... They're too heavy because they're these big giant robots, and they can't. They don't have a fuel source. To yeah. but he's figured it out. He's, he's ex- kaiju parts. Yeah, he's been experimenting with kaiju blood, and he yeah. mentions that. Uh, so that reacts like you know really heavily with uh, you know other elements, and they basically figure out that they want to like the, the kaiju who are here want to throw themselves into Mount Fuji and react with the, vo- the volcano, and it will basically terraform the entire planet so that it's uninhabitable. Yeah. All life will be destroyed. Well- yeah, and, and the reason why this is called Pacific Rim is because uh, there, there's a volcanic chain that goes all around the Pacific, uh, and that's why you know they were coming up through the rift. And uh, once Mount Fuji goes, it'll set off a chain reaction to all these other volcanoes yeah. around now, the Pacific Rim. 
I, 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 I am assuming the science here is absolute nonsense. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> kaijus, whatnot. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, I'm yeah. acknowledging this in case anyone in the comments wants to tell us this is all stupid. We know it's stupid. It doesn't matter. It's reasons for big robot v monster fight. Yeah. It's fine. You know, a little, a little bit of a problem with that from, from the first movie was that, you know, basically they had set up that these kaiju were exterminators, that they were coming into these cities to wipe out all the people. Uh, and then they were going to send in the, the next force that, that does that, all the cleanup. That was their assumption, yeah, in the first movie. Yeah. That's what they said. And, and, but so what they did, they kind of retconned a little bit like, oh, no, all of these kaiju, when they were dropped, they were heading to these points. And they were all supposed to go in and, and, and do this. Yeah. So I kind of liked that, um, you know, for what it was. I, although I did like the explanation that they thought it was. In the first one, because that makes sense in Alien Invasion no, movies. No, it, it worked. And uh, we were talking about the fist pumpy moment when the music kicks in the main theme. It's uh, basically they realize, okay, they're going to Mount Fuji. We've got four Jaegers, a three Kaiju. Uh, we can do this. All the pilots are down. Hey, the cadets, they can they can pilot. Like we'll, we'll use them. And it's like you know trial by fire. So all the cadets have to come in, and um, and that's all fun stuff. But it's like we can't get there in time. And Gorman's like, yeah, but you've been developing this thing to like make us fly yeah. there quite quickly. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all that, but you know, it's, but, but it's not been tested. It's not. I've not had enough time to you know test it. It's all in theory. And someone says, what does that mean? And the camera like goes tracks right into his face, and he's like, yeah. today it means yes. And then the music kicks in, <laughs> and it kicks in as they're like assembling all the rockets, and it's like you know, yeah. it's the big we're going to Act Three. Everyone's like pumped up, and that this is where the movie really excels. I think is that. Once it gets going in the second half, uh, it really all the big bombastic action is super fun, yeah. and I think uh, I, I think the middle is probably the most problematic part because it's that's where it feels like it needs more time to develop some of the characters. Yeah. But I like the intro to the characters. I like Amara, I like Boyega, uh, and then I, I, I eventually because I ended up liking a uh, show, but when she had her heroic moments at the end, I thought, oh, I actually kind of like her. Maybe they should yeah. give, give her a bit more time. Um, but and then the big final fight's great, so. It just needs maybe a bit more time in the middle to kind of develop that stuff. So the big final fight is to get to Tokyo. It's these four Jaegers, three Kaiju, and Charlie Day is on a on a, on a roof with a tablet, and he's like, you know, basically doing the the again the Rita Repulsa, just like commenting yeah. on her her villains doing well or not. And at one, yeah. that's funny. Before this movie, in fact, at the end of the Pacific Rim One review, me and Connor yeah. said. We hope in the final fight that the four Jaegers join together to form a Super yeah. Jaeger. Now, that did not happen, but the Kaiju did. You, you were close. And I was not expecting that whatsoever. So, uh, Charlie Day, Geitzler, releases all these little creatures uh, that are all drone controlled, and they start swarming the Kaiju. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I start to see them forming together. And it went, oh no, they're not. Oh, they did it. Yeah. And it's this so, massive mega kaiju. And so now it's like towering above like the, the big Jaegers. It's towering yeah. above them. Uh, and it's this 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 thing. And you know, the, 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 the and I like how the fight goes on for a while because before we get to this point, um, like the Jaegers are doing pretty well. The kids are doing quite well in mm-hmm. the four Jaegers. Uh, when we've got the adults in one of them, you know, Boyega and Eastwood are in the main one, Gypsy, yep. and then the, the kids are in the other ones. You've got one that's a three-man crew because the third person goes down to the turret and stuff uh, in oh, the belly. So cool. uh, you've got the one who's the the, the more uh, acrobatic kind of Athena. Athena, yeah, yeah, that was that one. And then yeah. you had the one who had the sort of big drill fist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the one with the turret still. Was it okay? Um, uh, so it was the one with yeah. the whip then, the one with the more electric yeah. whip. Who was the yeah. other one? Uh, I can't remember their names. I, I had all their names oh memorized God, I mean, two days ago. Yeah, I, 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 there's no way I could uh, remember. But each, each of them, I like how each of the Jaegers had their own personality yeah. with what they did. Like the one with the chain whip and the turret was like a tank, you know. So it was yeah. short, squat, and and then uh, the Athena one was a little bit smaller, but it could jump around and do like Spider-Man kind of. It was of more sleek, yeah. It was like, it could, it could yeah, do more kicks uh, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So they figure it off a while, and you know they do quite well. Then it all the, the, the kaiju join into one super kaiju. Then they kind of get their ass kicked. Uh, only one kid dies, so they, 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 they yeah. They're, they're well, soft so on I that. I didn't think they were gonna do because I saw the kids. I'm like, oh, all the kids will be okay. And then that Jaeger takes some significant damage, and you see the the Russian kid be like, oh man, but we survived. And you look over and just see the the kid's fried hand yeah, sticking yeah. up, and you're like, 
start. Oh man, they actually went and there. It's funny because obviously I was expecting okay, Amara has to have a bigger role, even though she's been in a Jaeger. She has to have a bigger role for the end of this fight. And sure enough, Eastwood gets injured and he can't drift anymore, so Amara has to come in and co-pilot with uh, Boyega. So we get the them because basically the Kaiju like kicks their ass, and there's a lot of fun action here. There's a lot of like uh, at one point when one of the the, 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 the kaijus like flying overhead or no it's actually it's one of the Jaegers gets hit yeah. and it flies over Athena kind of skids underneath you know there's like a sort of limbo-esque yep. kind of like you know bend back yeah. to for, for the other Jaeger to like pass them over uh, there's a lot of fun action there's a lot of big things uh, that shot at the end of the, the big trailer where you see all the Jaegers get their weapons ready that's yeah. after the, the big kaiju forms and it's like okay everyone yep. get ready give it everything you got we're taking it out and yeah. super fun super exciting the final fight sequence is fantastic uh, it gets to the point where it's only Gypsy Danger um, and it's like Gypsy okay Avenger. or Gypsy Avenger sorry and yeah. they're like okay can we like, we can't get there quick enough because the, the thing's almost at the mountain we can't do this can we use the thrusters that we used to get here? Can we fly up into the atmosphere and then just like land on top of it? Can we just aim the Jaeger at it, right? Yeah, it's gonna be the do the biggest Superman punch of all time. Well, that's the thing. As it's going up, the the arms are actually out. They're doing like the yeah. Superman sort of pose. Yeah. Um, but they're like, okay, you've got one thruster, but you need another one. It's not going to work. And that's when Scrapper comes in and like you know yeah. brings the other thruster and like, all right, mm. well we'll have to attach it. They've only got one. Uh, they've only got one. Uh, what do we call it? Shot. Escape pod. Yep. Escape. They've only got one escape pod. So there's like, okay. We'll have to share one when we get up there. And they're flying, but the escape pod doesn't work, and like, the thing's flying into yeah. the into the. They're like, kaiju. oh man, this is do or die. They're they're coming out of the atmosphere. They're taking on like that that re-entry heat. Yeah. And it's just building, and and it, it looks dire, but then. Scrapper's there. Yeah, scra- Scrapper's there. Scra- Scrapper. Scrapper ends up being the, the... Okay, the escape pod's not working, so Scrapper gets up behind the head, yep. rips it open, is like, come in, come in, come in. So they yep. actually roll down Mount, Mount Fuji inside Scrapper as yep. a ball. Um, and it, it calls oh. back to the opening of the movie where he had to like hold on inside the ball, and yep. now they both have to hold on inside the ball. And yep. like, just neat setup and kind of like payoff at the end. Not super deep stuff, but just enough to yeah. give it like some well-rounded kind of thematic bouquet. So, so Gypsy Avenger hits this big kaiju and it creates this big huge, you know, snows all moving all over Fuji and then the mega kaiju gets back up and I went, Oh, no way. <laughs> but it it takes its last step and it's just done. Yeah. And now there's a kaiju on, on the slopes of Mount Fuji. And it's just like it's again everything I wanted in a movie of robots fighting monsters. Yeah, so. a, a simple, simple uh, message again of unity. There was, there was that speech at one yeah. point where because Eastwood and Boyega have been just been at each other's throats basically the whole time, yeah. and then he has to give a speech to the cadets because they keep fighting. He's like, "Hey, even when you're pissed at them, they're still your family. You still have to forgive them, yeah. even when they do something stupid." And you can oh, okay, so we're getting the whole thing, and that ties in with Gorman and unity and yeah. how that's kind of been betrayed. And uh, I like, I, I really the, the one of the things I really want a third one for is I need. I need Charlie Day's redemption. I need him to come back. Yeah. I, need, I need I need him to get over this and like be a yeah. hero again. <laughs> well, and what's cool too is that if they're out of his brain now, he he has all that. You know, theoretically, you could have good, you know, on the side of good kaiju Jaeger hybrids hmm. now because of his tech and which I had always thought that was the the next. Well, look, yeah, part. they're not out of his brain. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, 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 but you know, but that's part of the redemption. Yeah, sure, you know? right, like. Okay. Because uh, uh, again, one of the things that I loved it, again, it made it feel like the first movie again. It was Gorman just shouting like what was going on at them, like like you have to get there. He's like, you know, he's, he's getting to Mount Fuji. You, you you'll have to escape now. You're going to burn up. Like, you know, him shouting the the stuff over the comms again reminded me a lot of some of those stuff in the first movie. Uh, yeah. So it did a good job of feeling like it was a true sequel to the first one, but kind of doing different things and uh, yeah. having different elements. Also, I think it benefits as well from being five years since the first one. Yeah. I, I don't feel like it I does. just got the first one. I feel like, no, it's been enough time where I'm like, oh, I was actually in the mood for another one of these. Well, and, and it does feel, even though it's ten years and it's only been five years in our time, it does feel like time has, has passed. And yeah, it's a, yeah. You know, Absolutely. It's a little bit of a different time and, and it benefits from that. Yeah. Uh, so there is, it's kind of funny actually that both us and Tomb Raider did the same thing where they have like a, a post scene but it's right after the title yeah. at the end. Uh, I, I've heard it's called a post logo scene now. Post logo scene. it's right scene, after, okay. yeah. Yeah, because we get a little scene where they've got Charlie Day like, you know, in prison basically 
And mm. Boyega comes in and he's like, hey, tell them, next time we're not just going to be playing defense, we're coming for them. And this scene kind of bugged me, not because I have a problem with what it is, just because I feel like the chances of us getting a third one is so slim that I hate yeah. that they did a bait at the end. I'm like, nah, come on, just... Like I like that as the idea. I like the idea that the third ones that like going out try to go into the breach and like deal with them so they can't come yeah. back. I like that idea, but uh, just just do that when you do the third one if you get to. <laughs> like you yeah. know, don't, don't give us the that'd sequel be, bit nonsense. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, that was the thing. I don't know if you knew about Boyega like going out because he gets a uh, producer credit on this one. Mm. Uh, he went out and like had a production company help get the rights to this so he could make the sequel. Cause that's how much he enjoyed the first. That's so, cool. yeah. So I like that you know you have an actor being proactive with something that he really wants to do, and now he has enough you know. I mean, juice, I guess you yeah, could say. that's hope internationally it does it does well. Cause I I think domestically it was tracking at like twenty million, twenty two million opening yeah. weekend, which for this type of movies you know dire. I mean that, that I mean that's that's half of what the first one did. The first one was a disappointment uh, domestically. Mm-hmm. So I I think you know though I will say that that the there was one 3D showing at, at my local theater, mm. and the rest were regular, and it was shown in two theaters. I don't know how busy those theaters were, but just I like seeing like there wasn't a ton of 3D trying them to inflate that, yeah. that number. So, so. Uh, it's, it's not, so hopefully, I mean, China's the hope, really, right? Because that's, that's the thing I huh? said to you before we started, is that they, they gave like a big, it was, it was a, there was a few Chinese characters actually, but then you know, obviously Xiao was this big presence, and she had yep. this big heroic kind of moment in the third act. I feel like, and it didn't, it didn't feel wedged in just because of China. Oh Did no, it? no, especially since that, that was my because in but... Pacific Rim specifically, like China was kind of the more the focus and the base of the first movie. Yeah, so it was, and then they sense. had a main Jaeger in that first one. It was a, with the one with the the triplet brothers. Yeah, and especially again, like I was saying, with Japan being the the, the showdown like location, yeah. it just makes sense. It feels like it belongs in that part of the world. Yeah, it does. So, uh, yeah. No, it makes sense. Uh, so that's uh, really really good. So um, yeah, this is again to go to just sort of swing back around. Like, if you think this is a stupid idea for a movie. You're not going to be convinced anyway. You're going to watch it and feel it's stupid. Like I, I think that's very yeah. clear. But I think for what this sets out to achieve, it does it pretty well. Does it? I had some nitpicks. I had one major problem, but for the most part, I was having fun. I was smiling. I was like getting giddy. I was, you know, the the, the childhood glee of watching Power Rangers again mm-hmm. was coming back, and I was seeing, you know, giant robots punch monsters in the face. I was digging all that, and I think it genuinely had some good character moments between the two scientists. I like Tamara quite a lot. I love wisecracking kids yep. like that who have got attitude and like challenge the adult. Uh, all things I enjoy in movies. Like I feel like this was a nice, neat, not the best of any of these things ever, but really solid in a lot of them. Enough that I was yeah. having a good time. So I, I agree with every one of those statements. Like, you know? I try to find something I could add to it, but you you covered my feelings quite well. Like uh and just again the world that it builds we we didn't touch on it too much but like there are kaiju sympathizers that are protesting the pacific (laughs) defense corps and it's like oh yeah because of course there would be you know like these monsters are trying to take you out and they're alien weapons but a group of people like you know i'll leave the kaiju alone uh and just this again i want to see more of this world and i always think that's in a movie like this uh, i don't know if it's high concept if that's the right term Oh, that's high but, concept. Absolutely, high concept. Yeah, you want you you want the audience to feel like this is this world, and it's not just you know thin. I feel this is a very deep lived-in world. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I had I had a good time. Uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad that I was against the critical consensus because the critical consensus was not super strong. So this is, this is why the few, I feel like if anything we tend to be more negative sometimes in the critical consensus. Uh, this is an example of it going the other way, and I think it's just because it appeals to us. That is, that's, this type of movies kind of tailor made for people like us in our age group. So yeah, I, I call it the, uh, the the barely lethal addendum to to movie review where. That movie came out and it got savaged by critics. Oh yeah, I, I like that a lot. Right rally. Yeah. yeah, I love Barely Lethal. I don't know why that got so much negative criticism either. at the time, but it, it was whatever. a really fun teenage, you know, you know, teen movie with a spy movie built in. So uh, I don't know. You know I, that's, got... Sometimes I feel like there's just types of movies the critics are not going to like no matter what, and I, yeah. I, I feel like. <laughs> 
I feel like the comparisons to Transformers, while they make sense, too many people just look at it and go, oh, it's just like Transformers. And even after they, they see it, they say that. And I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get This is nowhere near either. as dumb as that. It, it just, it, no. And the action's actually coherent. You can see what's going on all the time in the action scenes. I never got lost in a kaiju versus Jaeger battle, which would be very easy to do. Um, the, my, my one problem with, with that, they, they're calling it Obsidian Fury, which was the, the drone mm. uh, evil one. It looked a lot like Gypsy Avenger, just darker. So well, I, I think that was the point. Fights. I think the point was this yeah. is the evil version of the, the main No, Jaeger. yeah, yeah. But in the fight scene, they're so similar. They're And they're flipping sides and the camera's moving around. It was kind of hard to track which one I'm, you know, rooting for in that fight. Uh, but that's, again, that's a nitpick. That's nothing because I still really enjoyed that fight scene and... And what it does, so no, I, I think the, the choreography for the fights are actually pretty good, given that they're, they're dealing with big giant characters. Uh, yeah, but, no, I, I had a blast. So with that said, I think we should rate the movie out okay. of Z ten. So Matt, what are you giving it? So just uh, to be well aware, this is this is a wheelhouse map movie. I'm a little nicer to it, but this is this is an eight and a half, eight point five. Oh my. Oh my! Yes. I actually gave the first one a straight eight, and I think I'm actually going to give the second one the exact same score. Which I know for some people are going to be like, "Are you mad? You giving those two movies eight out of tens? Uh, but I, I, I had a ton of fun. I really, I, I, I don't like at the, at the end of the day, I came out of this with a smile on my face, and I, I, most of the, the killing Mako really bothered me. Everything else really didn't know. There wasn't anything yeah. else that really bugged me other than that. I had a good yeah. time, and I'm glad that. Like despite the 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 worry going in that everyone the critics were hating it, this is one where no, I actually disagree with them. This that I think mm-hmm. this does what it's trying to do well enough, uh, mm-hmm. more than well enough even. But yeah. certainly, I came out with a big stupid kid like grin on my face, and my wife's like, "Yeah, you loved it, didn't you?" And I said, "Yeah, watch my rocket punch," and then mimicked the rocket punch. So you know, sometimes you gotta let the kid and you live. Uh, and just be happy. It's way better than the last John Boyega movie I saw. <sighs> oh, I'm not going to argue there, because I did enjoy this more than that one too. Don't tell Connor, though. Oh, I'm telling <laughs> Connor. Pacific Rim uh, Uprising, rated higher than Last Jedi. <laughs> although, I was going to say, I don't know if you're referring to Detroit or to Last Jedi. I haven't seen Detroit, Detroit, so... The... <laughs> yeah, neither have I. But I didn't know if you had watched it. You know, you're just checking yeah. movies off your list, as you do. But, uh... uh there. Yeah. Um, but no, that was specific Realm Rising, so yeah, I had fun. But again, I have to emphasize, if this movie sounds like something you think is silly, then you're going to still think that after you see it. You have to be willing to just be into what this is. Uh, but if you are, I think I think you have, you have some fun with it. Uh, so that is specific Realm Uprising, uh, probably one of the most positive reviews <laughs> it's probably got on the internet. So uh, that, that, that is that. So let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, over at patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. There's a link in the description. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And we'll see you next time.